Attention listeners, the MFAP podcast features adult language and numerous spoilers. Listener discretion advised. Today on the MFAP podcast, we watch 2014's Ex Machina. So grab yourself a drink and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Movies from A to B <laughs> podcast, better known as the MFAB podcast. MFAB. As always, I'm Aaron. And I'm Gavin. And thank you once again for joining us. I don't what know what to do after that. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got on the docket today? Oh, we got a movie. It's an A, a episode today. So A side. It's my pick, and I chose 2014's Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Machina? Machina? Machine. I don't know. I just, I'd never know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, It is directed by Alex Garland, and it stars Alicia Vikander, Domin Hall Gleason, Oscar Isaac, and Sonoya Mizuno. Very, Very small cast. Like, well, nice, yeah, I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, I, there's what, one, two, three, you know, four people that I could think, no, three people, no, 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 I, if we're, if we're getting into the later story, there's like, what, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, counting the pilot. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. as far as credits go, I mean, they have a, a bunch of uncredited roles, but at the end of this film, I think there's only nine credited actors. That, that would make sense. Yep. Nine. So. Including torsos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've had any. Did you know anything about this movie before we watch it today? You know what? I have not seen it. I've heard of it. I've always wanted to watch it. And I'm really glad you brought this to the table, actually. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. excited to hear what you think about this because. <laughs> I'm kind of a dumb guy, so a lot of this stuff was kind of going over my head. So I'd love to see what you thought of it as as far as what I thought of it. So, um, yeah, I watched this movie back when it first came out. So this is this would be my second viewing. Um, I'll save my main comments for the end. But, yeah, I, uh, I do remember enjoying this when it first came out, and we'll see if I enjoyed it again. So. Yeah, this movie was, it, it threw me for a loop. I'm going to throw that right out there at the beginning. Like, okay. I was not expecting it to be what it was. Okay. So, I, I thought initially that this was going to be, like, a straight horror film. Oh, okay. And I was so, like, thrown back and surprised and happy that it wasn't just, like, a standard horror. Sure, sure. But, uh, before we get going, I will mention this is an A24 film, so... You know, if you've listened in the past, you know how high I am on that production company. Um, I was also shocked to see that they, uh, what's the word, collaborated with Universal on this. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That, I saw the A24 and I was like, uh, so this is probably going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good in that, like, artsy A24 style. Like, yeah. Uh, seem, a lot of their movies seem to have the similar style to them. And, uh, yeah. Definitely. As far as this one goes, something we don't see a lot anymore. We got a title card right off the bat. Yep. Which, uh, nice. Get that shit out of the way real quick. I always uh, like it when they do that. Yeah. 
it's it's kind of like a throwback to like the old movies like well not old old but like you know your 70s 80s you know even older than that a lot of those movies just give you all the info right off the bat and then get into the story yeah just, and that's good i mean you know what you're getting into mm-hmm. i don't mind a you know cold open when i see it when it's just like straight in action but you know having like the actual title and like you know credits and whatnot just kind of up front is nice yeah you know all right so our opening scene we see our main character his name's caleb we don't find that out for a little bit but uh he's a programmer of some sort at a tech company from what it looks like he's checking his emails and he got an email says he won he won something congratulations yeah um starts getting congrats from all his fellow employees and whatnot and uh, then we see him getting flown to the middle of fucking nowhere. Which, yeah, beautiful fucking yes. shots. Yes. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, it was it was nice. And there's at that point he was like, "So when are we gonna get to his estate?" And the chopper pilot was all like, "Yeah, we've been flying over that for two hours." Uh, yeah, which is nuts because they were flying over like snow-capped mountains through this big mountainous forest land and shit. Just yeah, this, like he has like amazing amount of property. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, just a beautiful, beautiful nature shots of the mountains and, and whatnot. Yeah. I will reveal later in my trivia exactly where this all was at. So uh Chopper just kind of drops him in the middle of this field and he's like, Yeah, just uh hike that way. Find the river. Yeah. See Follow the river. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. I'm like I would be sketched the fuck out right there. Yeah. Like, straight um, up, you're, you're dropped in the middle of nowhere, like, fucking, you've been flying for over two hours, up, yeah. you know, we can assume, <laughs> just dropped in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's yeah. it's beautiful. Like, is this, like, a most dangerous game situation? Yeah. It's going to be hunted. <laughs> I hope you got good sleep last night, because... <laughs> yeah, hope you got a knife and some matches in that box, because you're going to veer that your backpack, you're going to need them. But, uh... He doesn't have. It doesn't look like he has to hike very far, but uh, no. he does find the river, follows it just a tad, and finds this badass, dope-looking modern house um, tucked away in the middle of this wilderness. Yeah, dude, this is literally my dream home. Yeah, <laughs> like a hundred percent. This is what I want. Like two hours from anywhere, beautiful fucking, you know, decent modern house in the. Fucking amazing Wi-Fi, all that shit, just yeah. right there. Yeah. This, the guy who owns this is living my best life. Yeah. <laughs> and this pissed me off a little bit. Oh. <laughs> all right. So he gets up to this house. He goes to the front door. Um, you can tell this is very high tech because they ask him to like stand still. Take this little screen, takes a picture of him, prints him out a little key card. I loved it. How it was like a metal card that was like laser engraved. Yeah, that was pretty dope. It's like this is what I want for my house. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in the process of building a house right now. And this is what I want at the front door. Is that why you were, where you were sketching up your house design today? Cause I, after watching this, well, I mean, I, I watched this a few days ago, but sure. I'm, I'm working on the whole house thing right now. So yeah, you're getting ideas. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, he gets his key card, goes inside the house. You like instantly. This house is just super fucking cool. Just modern, very, very minimal, sort of, but just... Oh, yeah, minimalistic, like, 100%. Yeah. It was 
very sterile. It sort of gave me House on the Rock vibes a little bit. I mean, kind of, except there's way more shit in House on the Rock. <laughs> yes. I'm just talking like For the people house. that aren't familiar with House on the Rock, it's a place in Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, was it Spring Green? Yep, Spring Green. And it's just fucking wacky as shit. You feel like a kid when you go there. It's like an amusement park, but it's like not an amusement park. It's it's more art than anything. Yeah, it's a must visit. But the house itself was a was a Frank Lloyd Wright designed house. So that and that's was it. I, yeah, the house. Are you sh- no, are you I sure believe, about that? I believe it was. I know. Talesian, the one down the road is. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because the guy who designed House on the Rock literally uh, like called Frank lloyd wrong <laughs> it's yeah what the fuck Ale- alex jordan that's the guy you want is that what it is yeah that's okay we're, we're getting on a tangent there with that yeah so, talesian is the one down the road that's what i'm thinking of but yes. hey, he's still on a tangent let's go yeah. okay <laughs> um he meets he meets the guy he's there to see he meets nathan this uh, ceo the guy. of this company played by oscar isaac uh, yeah by the way caleb's played by dom hall gleason explains to him what the key card does. It says, your key card will get you into certain rooms, won't let you into some, um, and then shows him to his room. Super simple. You know where you can go and where you can't go. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yep. He gets in, uh, gets into his room, tells him, like, I know what you're thinking. Like, why doesn't your room have any windows? Well, it's because this isn't a house. It's a research facility. Yeah. Um, and uh, brought you here for a reason. And... <laughs> The way he's talking to him at this scene and like kind of crawls on the bed and like looks up at him, I'm like, oh man, this guy brought him here to fuck, didn't he? <laughs> he looks like he's very lonely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he basically makes him sign a non disclosure agreement and then tells him what he's really there for. He's like, yo. Yep. He's like, uh, I got this project. Do uh, you know what the Turing test is? He's like, no way, you have fucking AI here? He's like, well, yeah, I need you to administer the Turing test, which kind and of... we a, remember the Turing test, right? Yep. I was just about to say kind of a From when back. we watched Blade Runner? Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I was like, hey, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah. So this is where Flipped we... over in the sun. What do you do? <laughs> this is where we meet our other main character, Ava, played by Alicia Vikander. And uh, we get Ava session one. Caleb goes into this room. Um, he's just little like glass room, and he can see into another room. And he's just kind of looking around. He noticed there's a crack in part of this glass. Yeah, like right off the bat. That's and at this point in the movie, I was still like, "Oh, this is totally gonna be a fucking horror movie." <laughs> like straight up, <laughs> like that android is gonna fucking break out and start mm-hmm. hunting people down. You know? Oh yeah. So he's just kind of like, "Huh, whatever." Um, and then he meets Ava, who is this cyborg android, uh, has a humanoid face, but and you know humanoid figure, but it's all, you know, computer parts, cybernetic, whatever. Mechanical. You want. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. At this point, I was straight up like, it totally feels like a video game. Like we got this android, and we got this whole like talking to it test, and we're in like this super you know advanced house in the middle of nowhere. Okay. This is like some kind of Resident Evil fucking, you know, you're the test subject thing. Yeah, I can see that. That'd be a dope. That'd be a dope video. It'd be fun, uh, right? It yeah. kind of felt like Portal-ish, you know. I never really played Portal, but yeah, I could definitely see that. I've seen clips of Portal. Yeah. 
I mean, it's mostly a puzzle game, but it, it felt like similar. Sure. He meets Ava, and she's, you know, just starts talking to him. She only knows Nathan. Like, Nathan's the only person she knows. So, uh, who, Nathan is also watching this on yeah. CCTV cameras or whatever. So, just, just. And at this point, I also wrote down that fucking Nate is sketchy as hell. Yeah. He's really. Creepy. I got a bad vibe from him, like, almost right off the bat. Yeah. Was it the alcohol abuse? <laughs> what was that? I mean, th- I wrote it down later on, but he is totally burning at both ends. Yeah. You can kind of tell. I mean, he he's getting fucking shit face hammered at night, and then he's waking up early and fucking, like, working out and, to compensate for the fucking, yeah. you know? Which, I don't know, what kind of maniac can do that? Get blackout, exactly. get drunk, and then wake up and work out the next morning, like... Yeah, he is definitely not like. That's that's why I got these sketchy vibes. Like right off the yeah. bat, I was like, "Yeah, there's something wrong here." So yeah, Ava and Caleb just kind of talk, get to know each other this first day, and then uh, we see Caleb and Nathan discussing her. Caleb's just taken back; he's amazed. Like this yeah. is incredible. Just kind of telling him, telling him like, "Wow, I can't believe this kind of shit." Um, yeah. Essentially, what they're doing is looking for consciousness in Ava. Yeah. They're looking for, like, actual, like, true consciousness. Yeah. Like, self-awareness and, you know, the whole Megillah, I guess. Caleb's getting ready for bed. We get to see he's got some nasty fucking scars on his back, which uh, kind of had me curious there for a second. I don't know. Did you catch that? He was like, I did not catch that. It was a quick shot. He had like a big fucking scar running down his back. And he tells a story to Ava later on, which I'm assuming where those scars came from, but not sure. Yeah, I must have missed that. Okay. I, I might have missed that the first time around too, but yeah. Um, he gets in bed, he turns on the TV in his room and realizes he can watch Ava. The TV's hooked up to Ava's room. Yeah, they're all cameras. And he's kind of watching. Which, it. why would you put? Why would you put the CCTV like access in like your visitor's room? Yeah, it's kind of creepy. That's another reason I was like, okay, this Nate dude's like sketchy. He's doing something weird here. Yeah, but also I kind of wonder what other channels do you get out there in the middle of fucking nowhere like that? Fucking nothing. <laughs> you get static, and you get to watch a robot. You probably get PBS. You get PBS <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Watching Pub Ross, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Red Green for Show. Yeah. yeah. Red Green. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Grilling um, with Uncle Bob. I know that. <laughs> what was the fucking uh, re- read between the lions? Is that, there was like kids programs. I don't know. That was uh, one of my favorite shows, though. It was it, all it was was a camera pointed at a grill and they would just burn shit. <laughs> It was like an hour and a half long show of just burning. I don't know if this is like a Madison W W O R T thing. Okay. But it was it was just straight up like we're gonna throw a pound of bacon on the thing, not even split up, just a full pound of bacon oh and just God. watch it burn. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the weirdest shit ever. I loved it. Oh man. You can do anything on public broadcasting. So Well, I had a show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna save we that a... save that for a ramblings episode. I want to hear about. This. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll bring that up. I can, yeah. I can, I still have the DVDs if you want to watch them. Hell yes, save that, <laughs> save that thought. Listeners, come back for the next ramblings episode. Um, yeah, Aaron's I, got a jingle, and I'll tell yeah, you about my. 
public yeah, access yeah. yeah um so yeah as he's watching avo there's a small lockdown happens in the place the power goes out uh he kind of looks around uh goes out to the hallway um he there's this wall of masks yeah like, yeah creepy mask and then what Very looks like symbolic yeah what looks like uh ava's kind of face sort of mask too well some of them did like one of them did yeah the rest were kind of like different types of like there's like this very reminiscent of a tango mask in one of them there was a it i wanna i wanna dive deeper into it but i i gotta find the right words to say because <laughs> there was a lot of symbolism in that shot alone and i wrote that down oh okay i didn't realize that um no. so yeah as as the power outage the lockdown goes away. He kind of just kind of wanders around. He can't really sleep. He goes into this like living area, picks up a phone. Nathan scares the crap out of him because uh, he's drinking. He's just sitting in there, yep. drunk, he's drunk, yep. <laughs> in the dark, drinking. And uh, yeah, he kind of tells him about the power outage, and Nate's like, "Yeah, those, they've been happening for a while. We don't know why." Which, how have you not tried to figure this shit out first? This- I mean, he he has. He brought it up later on in the movie when they talk about the power outages. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. Um, but yeah, I had to write down, he's really creepy. In a, oh, yeah. In a very, you 100%. know, just psychotic way. And that next morning, Caleb's brought some tea or coffee by this uh, Asian chick. This is... Hot Kyo- Asian chick. Yes, hot Asian chick. Kyoko, uh, we find out her name is. Uh, he goes and has breakfast with Nate. Nate kind of wants to know how Ava feels about Caleb. Like that's your, it's your test for today. You need to find out what she thinks of you. So this is why I wrote down that he's burning at both ends. Cause this is where you find out he's, you know, getting hammered all night and then fucking, you know, drinking juicing and fucking yeah. working out in the mornings. Like that's not good for your body. No, God no. fucking no. Not at all. No. I mean, the dude's in good shape. I'll give him that. Yeah, but his heart's got to be ready to pop. His liver's oh, yeah. probably half fucking deteriorated. He's he's on like death's door. Uh, so Caleb goes and meets with Ava. She uh, she shows him a drawing, um, and then asks if uh, he wants to be friends with her. He starts to tell her about himself. There's another power outage, and during this power outage, Ava kind of breaks a little. Like her demeanor changes. And she just kind of tells Caleb, Nate isn't your friend. Don't trust him. And then the power comes back. And then she's back to the Ava we've known so far. You're just kind of like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah, I don't think she broke so much as, like, she's trying to keep it secret. Right. But, like, the I I don't want to say, like, she broke because she's a machine. I mean, like, her disposition, like, instantly, like, went from smiling to boom. Like... Yeah, that's that's one thing. Like Alicia Vikander's performance was amazing to just convey this like uh, mechanical sense. Yeah, she, she did she a had, fucking great job, actually. Yeah, really good, like fluid robotic movements. That was fantastic. So, as well as good on the human part too, because I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. This whole movie is kind of like that. It's kind of. Uh, Where's the line between human and robot, you know? Right. Uh, So at dinner time that night, uh, Kyoko's bringing dinner and she spills shit, makes a mess. 
Nate gets pissed even more. Uh, clues that he's a fucking psychotic maniac because all she did was spill a couple things and he like flips out on her. Well, we did skip over how uh, Caleb uh, asked her to draw anything and or draw something specific and that he wants to know more about her and she kind of flips the script on him at that point okay. and says, you know, I want to know more about you, Caleb. Yeah. And kind of like throws the same barbs back at him. Yeah. You know, she, it's almost like she's turning the test around on him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is getting kind of creepy. Yeah, because computers shouldn't be able to do that. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, dinner, Nate kind of makes the... Is this where he says about the power out? Because I've written down he knows... He doesn't know why the power keeps going out. Maybe it's just in passing. All I have is uh, Nate's a dick to Kyoko. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then Caleb lies at dinner about Ava. Yes. he's try- It's almost like Caleb's trying to keep something secretive about Ava. He doesn't want to tell Nate everything, even though Nate's been watching. Well, he, you can kind of see he's, I mean, even with uh, shortly coming up here, I have written down that Caleb is kind of obsessed with Ava. Yeah, because he goes back to his room, watches her on TV again, and he yeah. just kind of like sits there and smiles, smiles at her. Yeah, like, so he's falling for this robot. Yeah, in like two days. Like this poor, poor guy. Yeah, he's building a relationship, and yeah. she's building a relationship with him, although she has some secrets, so it's like, uh, it's almost, dude. yeah. Careful. And then the next day, Nate uh, takes Caleb down to the lab, basically, where he made Ava, shows him her brain. This, uh, it's looks like a, it almost looks like the bean, the Chicago uh, bean, but on like a, a small <laughs> brain size scale. Ah, uh, the shit tell bean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like. I thought more interesting at this point was uh, how he was describing the facial features and how what he actually did was hack the every cell phone in the fucking world. Yeah. Essentially. Again, fucking psycho. (laughs) Yeah. Because they all have cameras, they all have recording devices, and he, you know, graphed those fucking facial features. And, you know, when someone's showing anger, their face contorts to a certain way. And he pulled all that info and put it into Ava, you know. He used God's eye. It, it's straight up like fucking out of Dark Knight. Dark when uh, the Dark Knight fucking mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah, yeah. When when he fucking uh, he has uh, it's it's the exact same situation. Okay. To find the Joker, he yep. straight up like turns on every audio listening device and recording yep. device on every cell phone in all of Gotham City. Yeah. So that exact situation is what he did to fucking create Ava's like. Oh. Facial, right? You know, I can see that, and it might just be that I'm still in a Fast and Furious mindset. But like, dude, with the tech this guy had, he would have made a great villain for those movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, he only had one robot as family. So. Yeah, I need to make more. So, but yeah, uh, Caleb again is kind of amazed by all the tech he sees. So, uh, we cut it then to session three. Ava drew another picture now. And was this what? What picture was this? Uh, it was kind of a woods. Or that's what I saw, anyways. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but yeah. that could have been a Rorschach test for all I fucking know. I mean, it was right. a lot of scribbles. Yep. But he asked her where she would go if she went to the real world because she's only ever known this room. She never gets to go anywhere, and uh, she says a, a busy traffic intersection. Yeah, crossroads. Yep. 
just so like people watch essentially yeah which as a cyborg like that's pretty good you know just pick up information that's like yeah, a, an information <laughs> hotspot. yeah learn yeah more kind of creepy that she knows that you know so well i mean she has like the entire fucking okay we didn't really discuss this but uh nathan is like the owner and creator of like the biggest search engine in the entire world so he's essentially like the creator of google or some shit yep it's called blue book though blue book, yep yeah so she has all of this information from every from the search engine which is like all the information of everything <laughs> you know the shit we carry around in our pockets nowadays yeah she has it all in her fucking in her head. brain so yeah best place to go would be like just a busy fucking street to get more like human right not so much like observation documented knowledge but just like physical world knowledge i guess so yeah um and behavior I mean, you study human behavior and you mimic it. Yep. That's uh, what sociopaths do. Yeah. At this point, she tells Caleb to close his eyes and she goes and gets dressed. She puts some clothes on. Um, she comes back. She's got clothes and hair. Yeah. And she looks cute. Yeah. And she. at this point, they've kind of been talking about like going on a date. And uh, he's like, this, this is what I would wear on, on our date. And... At this point, I I said Ava can definitely tell Caleb's attracted to her. Yeah, and she's yeah. definitely flirting with him. Yep. And then uh, he uh, kind of creepily watches her undress on the uh, uh, cameras. <laughs> well, the best part is when he's talking to Nate about it, yeah. and he asks him, "Why did you give her sexuality?" Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I why? There's no need for it, really. Right. And. Uh, he does go on to say, like, oh, she can fuck. Yeah. <laughs> She's got an opening with sense receptors that trigger a pleasure response. Yeah. She can yeah, fuck. So she'd so. like it. She's fuckable. So basically, this dude's building a sex robot. Well, a sex robot that knows everything and can yeah. fucking mimic a human, like, fucking... This is yeah. the most terrifying thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's He's building a human, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, session four... Nate's watching Kyoko's in there too. Oh, when he's explaining when why she's fuckable, he uh kind of he brings him to a Jackson Pollock painting, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. To kind of explain that the randomness all kind of fucking it I can't remember what it exactly said, I didn't write it down. But it's if you planned every line you wouldn't paint a single line. <laughs> sure. But giving her like sexuality is like, fuck, how the hell do I put this? Yeah. I don't remember. Otherwise, I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. It, it's kind of like chaos theory, like yeah. put into it. <laughs> There's a lot of dialogue shit in this movie that's just, we, we just can't explain. Like, you gotta, you gotta witness it. To, to, I, to, I guess, yeah. To yeah, get this. The, yeah. We could we can only say so much about it. So so yeah, the next session Nate's watching uh Kyoko's there. There's a power outage. And this is where Caleb finds out that Ava's the one causing these outages. She has like the ability to shut off the power and this is when she does does some shit. So 
Nate takes huh. Ca- Nate takes Caleb for a hike. Uh, Caleb wants. Okay. To- Sorry. Why did I write down? I'm trying to think of why I wrote this down. What did um, you write down? Is this where they told the story of uh, the chick who knew about every color in the world but lived in a black and white room? Um, possibly yes. Yeah, because I have written down what it feels like to see color. Yeah, I think it was that scene. Forgive me. Remember, pretty dumb. Not a lot fucking <laughs> registered with me. <laughs> so, but yes, I think you're right. I think that is this scene. So, I, I, yeah, that was an important part because it kind of uh, enacts itself later on. I guess. Yeah. Um, like I said, then, as like I said, uh, Nate takes Caleb hiking. Um, Caleb's kind of had enough bullshit. He wants some truth. Like what? Like. I didn't win a contest. I was brought here for a reason, right? And he was, Nate says, yeah, I've been watching you. You know, you were chosen because, you know, you're like one of the best programmers. And you, you know, you're one of the brightest minds there. I needed you out here to to conduct this test, blah, blah, blah. And then we kind of get like a little mashup montage scene of. Uh, Yeah, this is what I was actually talking about because Nathan is a fucking Kyoko. Yep. Like I said, in color, mind you. Mm-hmm. And then the other half of this like montage is kind of uh, Caleb is fantasizing about Ava. Yep. But they're in, in black, black and white. And white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nate and Kyoko getting it on. By the way, Kyoko doesn't talk. She doesn't know English. She doesn't understand English. Yeah. So she's completely quiet throughout this movie. Um, after the scene, we see Nate uh, goes to visit Ava sees that uh, she was drawing something, he just kind of tears it up in front of her. Like, what a dick. Like a dick. Caleb sees this on his cameras. Uh, he kind of sneaks around. He goes and finds Kyoko and uh, asks, starts asking him about Nate. And Kyoko just kind of starts unbuttoning her shirt. Like, oh. Yeah, starts like getting, getting ready to get busy. <laughs> yep. Nate uh, shows up to his surprise and uh starts a dance party basically yeah that's what i wrote down disco dance party <laughs> yeah disco yeah because nate's obviously Cat been drink, drinking again yep after this little dance party with kyoko like and good on them they got some good ass dance moves so oh yeah, yeah. very choreographed yeah. Oh, like yeah. you turn on disco and fucking kyoko just goes fucking like all right we're gonna fuck i'm gonna dance and blah 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 this yeah. is how it's done <laughs> i was so bummed because i thought we were gonna see tits there but yeah ah shucks darn so yeah drunk uh drunk nate then brings caleb up to nate's room and kind of passes out caleb looks around and it it just kind of looks like caleb's planning something he's kind of scoping out nate's room we cut to the next day session five ava is going to test caleb she uh she asks him what what happens if she if she fails the test caleb does she get turned off yeah, kind of tells her, well, if you fail, yeah, you're going to get turned off and sent to robot graveyard, basically. At this point, we get another power outage. And she presses up to the glass and says she wants to be with Caleb. Like, I want to be with you. And, like, Caleb, at this point, has got a fucking full-on hard-on for this cyborg. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. 100%. He is. <laughs> He's on board. Yep. Uh, Caleb, then, is speaking with Nate. He asks why he made Ava, and Nate says it was inevitable. If I didn't do it, somebody was going to. Like it's just the way things are going. Which 
kind of scary to think about because that's almost seems it like is. where we're headed too. It is a hundred percent where we're headed, mm-hmm. and this is this shit. This type of shit is right around the fucking corner, and that's why this movie absolutely fucking terrified me. <laughs> that's it's it's. But you're right. It's not a horror, but in this day and age, it plays like a horror because it's it, so. It most definitely is a horror. Yeah, it's so in its own right. Yeah, it's so uh, true to reality today. Nate kind of talks about the next version. Yep. of Ava. Yeah. He's just basically saying like Ava's Ava's kind of a prototype. I've made d- dozens of her before and you know she there's going to be more after her. Like this isn't the final form. We're still working out kinks basically. No. You um, haven't even seen my final form. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What's the Zuck- what's the Zuckerberg one? Do you question my style or whatever? <laughs> Do you question my style? Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Caleb's got a plan now. He's getting Nate just hammered drunk. So Nate will pass out on the couch. Um, he steals Nate's key card, goes into a control room, does some uh, programming on Nate's computer, does some research, finds out all these like past logs of uh, past experiments, past cyborgs. And yeah, here we get tits! Is, we get tits! <laughs> very disturbing footage to get tits in, but yes. Yeah. Like he's, he's hauling around like corpses is what it looks like but they're all you know android bodies or whatever yeah which you know you shouldn't have feeling for them but it's still disturbing right what he's fucking you, you can tell he's been alone in this house for a very long time oh yes which is why he's making fuck bots <laughs> <laughs> so caleb gets to see all the previous versions yeah it's like Nate was making him. He's like, man, this first first one was great, but you know what would make it better? A vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that uh, he made one of every ethnicity. Yeah. Very progressive. Yeah. yeah. To be fucking like every ethnicity. <laughs> he doesn't discriminate. You know, got to taste all the flavors of the that. world, baby. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Even if they are plastic. Yep. But yeah, he doesn't just see them on the computer. He goes and uh, sees them. In his room, he's got these closets where he just keeps their like leftover torsos, and yeah. bodies, and he's made them that it's a cyborg underneath, but he's made a skin to go over top of them, so they look human. Yeah, they look absolutely human, but it's just like it's disturbing, dismembered like bodies. Yeah. It's very, very serial killery, you know. Yeah, especially when Kyoko comes in. And you've assumed up to this point, too, but it, you get your full-on suspicions uh, clarified here. Kyoko is a cyborg, too. She kind of peels back yeah. her skin and shows him, like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, you fucking knew it. So at this point, Nate wakes up, kind of comes up to his room. He's still pissed drunk, though. Caleb leaves and kind of tells him, oh, hey, you dropped your card. Here it is. Nate, uh, yeah. Yeah, but at this time, Caleb kind of goes back to his room and freaks out. Yeah. And because uh, he doesn't know if he's fucking real. Right. And uh, Which, in the, in his position, that is a very good question to ask. Yeah. I mean, you're in a... You could have just been, you know, rebooted in the chopper, given a fake past life, and you're just an android that's, you know, about to be a part of another fucking experiment. Yep. So he's cutting open his own fucking wrists, trying yeah. to see if there's like machinery inside. Yeah. And like, he's so like, 
his mind is so set on that that he just like blocks out the pain because he like digs in that fucking wound and shit and you're just and just oh yeah dead face like holy shit but uh right before we see that we get a creepy fucking shot of kyoko with like the eyes skin the skin around her eyes and nose peeled off so it's like <laughs> cyborg and then mouth that was fucking terrifying it looked like have you ever seen a picture yeah. of a fucking furby without the, the <laughs> without the fur yeah <laughs> It's fucking terrifying. That's what that reminded me of. So. Yeah. But yeah, as Caleb does cut himself, he does bleed pretty profusely. So he is human. So yeah. the next session, session six, Ava's been waiting. She, you know, she didn't think Caleb was going to come. She misses him. Power outage triggered. Caleb tells Ava about her future. What's what's in store for her? You know, she's just going to be reboot, rebooted, you know, passed on yep. to the next one. And then his Wipe plan. memory, all that shit. Tells her about his plan. He's going to break her out, but she has to trigger a power failure at 10 p.m. He's got a plan. See, and this is where he's fucked up because he's trying to save a robot. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, she's not real. But this, this is the kind of hero complex that fucks with so many people throughout their lives. They think they can save someone or they think they can save, you know, yeah. anything. Yeah. You can't save shit. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, Caleb starts to enact his plan. He meets with Nate in the morning, and uh, he's like, I'm going to get Nate pissed drunk, have him pass out, steal his key card, and then we know we're going to break out of here. Except Nate's like, yeah, it's detox day. Yeah, you've been. You've let me know that it's been kind of uh, – I've been hitting it kind of hard, so uh, I'm going into <laughs> detox. <laughs> Which, yeah, he has. So Yes, he motherfucking has. Yeah. So you're like – Oh fuck! His plans just fucked. But he just asked, straight up asked him. He's like, "We just need to cut through the bullshit." Did Ava pass the test? Caleb says, "Yeah." But and then Nate asks him, "Is she just pretending to like you, or does she actually like you?" He's sowing those seeds of doubt. Yeah. So Kyoko goes and visits Ava. Uh, Nate takes Caleb, uh, or he shows Caleb his Ava visit with the audio. Um, when Nate went and visited her, tore up his picture. And, and, yeah. Yep. And during that visit, he added a battery-powered camera. So Nate knew what was she, going on. Yeah. He saw during the power order outage when pretty much Caleb was explaining his plan to Ava. Yep. And this is where he kind of basically tells Caleb, like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, you were chosen to be just a guinea pig you know you're, you're not the best programmer you're decent at coding but you know i looked at all your past search histories and you know you're lonely um i looked at all your porn uh passive viewing pleasure so no i love that part because yeah. caleb was like did you look at my porn history to <laughs> design ava it's like he knows exactly what he likes <laughs> Which, like, uh, this movie could have been way more X-rated, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I cracked so, up when he said that, though. I... Yeah. But uh, 10 p.m. rolls around. Ava triggers the power outage. Caleb actually had already started his plan, though. Because when that power outage happened, the doors open. Yeah, he kind of let Nathan know that he already rigged up the house. Yeah. Which we saw him do earlier when Nate passed out drunk, you know? Yep. So, with the doors open, you know what that means. Ava's out. And Ava's loose. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. 
<laughs> so she just kind of casually wanders around. She sees those masks that we talked about earlier. And uh, she uh, meets Kyoko face to face. And Nate kind of is like, what the fuck have you done? He knocks out Caleb. Just straight punch to the fucking jugular or whatever. Yeah. No, he, he fucking just outed him. <laughs> like, fucking. Yeah. Cold cocked him like a motherfucker. And this scene here is the one I remember that was just terrifying because uh, Nate goes to meet Ava in this hallway. Now, this is like a long, really well-lit hallway, but it's like all white pretty much. And yep. Ava and Kyoko are at the end. Nate comes down. He's at the other end. He shouts to her. He's like, Ava, get back in your room. And Ava just like slowly turns, starts to walk, and then just full on sprints at him. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's terrifying because like, this is a fucking cyborg. Yeah. And I saw that in the trailer, like way before I watched this even. Yeah. And that's what made me think, oh, this is like a fucking horror film. This is yeah. just like cyborg, like sneakily around the house killing people yeah so uh, she runs jumps and attacks him they kind of have a struggle fight he grabbed a, a dumbbell from a, a hand weight and he just kind of bashes her arm with it blows her arm off yeah yep. but uh, as they're fighting kyoko had a knife and he's backing up and kyoko just calmly comes up behind him and slowly stabs him in the back that is one of the most terrifying things ever is, <laughs> yeah. is the speed at which she does it is just mm -hmm. so like very like slow fucking knife goes in and yep. you know it's yep. not it's not a stab it's more of like a you know i'm just placing this in between your skin molecules and yeah. guts <laughs> it's very disturbing yeah Kind of like how you stick a thermometer in like a turkey to see how it's done. You just slowly I've never done it. that really slow like that. That's <laughs> that's fucking it's disturbing as shit. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I can't think of a fucking better word. It's fucking disturbing. Yes. <laughs> the, just the speed at which they stab him is fucking uh Yeah. Yeah, so he turns around and just fucking bashes her chin off. And, yeah, that was pretty brutal. Yeah, Kyoko just kind of crumbles and again. Another creepy look on her face because she ain't got no fucking chin no more. <laughs> um, but uh, as he does that, he turns around and Ava has the knife now. And Ava does the same slow stab in his chest. Oh, yeah. It, it was she slowly <laughs> pulled the knife out of his back and he yep. turns around and then she just slowly puts it into his fucking ribs right where his heart is. You know? Yep. Yep. And uh, takes his key card as he just kind of stumbles down the hallway and collapses. I can't remember what he said. He was like, oh, this fucking sucks or something. <laughs> yeah. As he's oh. like dropping to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't all the booze that killed him. It's the fucking robot. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Ava goes shopping at this point. Yeah. We have session seven. She goes and finds Caleb, wakes him up. She takes, she goes to uh, Nate's bedroom and she gets dressed. She, yeah. Uh, With takes, skin. Yeah. Takes a new arm from one of the uh, the torsos or whatever, puts on all her skin. We get a big, you know, full frontal shot of her, uh, yeah, or tits. So, Caleb, Caleb's just kind of outside in this other room, like looking through, the, looking through the bushes in this window, just like perving on her. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> the infatuation he has with her is yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to leave here with this with this cyborg bitch. She's hot. Fuck yeah. 
And then Ava leaves, leaving Caleb locked in this room. I wrote down, again, like every one of my exes in the past, <laughs> just coldly fucking ignores his pleas and walks out of his yeah, life. Yeah, that does kind of hit close to home, too. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, uh, it was dark how, like, non-emotional and at this point you know yeah it's a fucking robot yeah you knew it was a robot before but it had that emotional connection that it just absolutely ripped from yep. you yep. you know and like i said the coldness yeah the fucking absolute I, non-caring of how she just takes off yeah it's like doesn't even look back you know yeah. it's just fucked up that like you know as a human i i know i've experienced that kind of pain you know and a cyborg doing that has the, the the AI capacity to do that to a human. That's like fucking terrifying. So. Well, you can you can see how much you know. Fucking Caleb wanted to save her and be with her, and yeah. when that came true, it, she just abandoned him, and it yep. was just like Fuck gut you. wrenching, gut yep. wrenching. Fuck you, bye. And yeah. it the other terrifying part is Caleb's trapped in this room. Can't, yeah, can't get out. He's in the middle of goddamn fucking nowhere. He's gonna die. He's gonna oh, just he's... slowly wither away and die. Starve or probably dehydration, more than likely. Yeah, yeah. or just fucking kill he himself. He can eat his own shit and drink his own piss for a while, but <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna last. Yeah, and uh, part of his plan was that Chopper was coming back to pick him up, and Ava is now a fully skinned human, has hair, has dress and clothes. She goes and meets the chopper, takes the chopper out of there. And what does she do? She goes and visits a busy intersection. Yeah, crossroads. And she's just, you know, looking around, seeing shit. And uh, just observing, learning. And, you know, that's the thing about AI is everybody, what everybody's, thinks anyways is ai is eventually going to decide that we're you know more of trouble than we're worth so yeah. it'll end up killing us off yeah rise of the machines type shit sure and that is straight up like the first step of it right there this movie yeah. was a perfect description of the first step of that yeah so yeah and we get credits that's where we end yeah. the end and that's x x machina Ex Machina. Ex Machina, yeah. For anybody who might not know what this film is, it looks like it's spelled Ex Machina. Whenever I tell people about it, they're like, oh, what's that? Well, it's spelled Ex Machina, but it's pronounced Ex Machina or Machina. I don't think you gotta go. <laughs> Machina. Ah. Just Ex Machina. Yeah. All right. Take her away, my friend. All right. Yeah. This is the movie, so that's me, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, first of all, the soundtrack. A plus, yes. Like straight up, loved it. It built tension where it needed to. It fucking was light where it needed to be light. It was definitely uh, very, uh, very good, very, very nice. The story is so visceral and fucking real, especially in nowadays and age. Mm-hmm. This could be happening. This could be happening somewhere out in the woods right now. Yeah, you know this exact situation, yeah. Yeah. which is brings me to my next point is absolutely fucking terrifying 
the amount of cold emotionless like fucking but faking that emotion until you get what you want and then just fucking dropping it like a bad habit it is yep. fucking so terrifying to me <laughs> one of my biggest fucking i mean yeah and it, it really toes that line in between you know what is human and what isn't you know yeah because there's a lot of points in the movie even though you see the machinery you see the face you still think like this is this is a living creature this is something with consciousness this is something that understands emotions and empathy and all that and it doesn't yeah. it understands it but it doesn't care and that's the scariest fucking part yeah. you know this i i really like this movie actually this nice. uh, is this based on a philip k dick story at all no uh, no i'd have to look back into it i don't think so okay because it is it, very reminiscent of uh you know his works sure i guess uh where i landed on this was uh straight up nine out of ten wow this almost got a perfect score for me it was okay. so fucking it this is scarier than like any gore-filled horror movie right that you could possibly see it's it's not the gore that's it's the reality of the situation yeah yeah it's it's the fact that this is a possibility and yeah you know what's to stop something with that amount of uh information encoded into it uh you know right. just say hey humans are kind of useless consuming machines that we need to get rid of you know yeah and i've always found horror movies where uh it's the uh the believability of how, could that actually happen that makes things much more scary for me yeah those horror movies yeah. are i take them over you know a monster movie or fucking aliens or yeah. which aliens could happen too but like something like this where it's you know real like this yeah is this happening. is something yeah. this is something that we're actively working towards and we all as a world know that we're actively working towards it <laughs> yeah you know like elon musk has this shit going on somewhere <laughs> maybe maybe elon maybe. maybe fucking someone there's yeah. someone out there who is constantly working on and even even uh nathan's character in this he knows it's going to lead to our destruction but he yeah. just does it you yeah. know it's a uh well i'll save it for trivia but yeah um but yeah nine out of ten nice yeah nine out of ten. Uh, i'm gonna be similar along there with you i agree the score was fucking fantastic in those tension building moments like it really pl plays its part fantastically well um the acting performances in this were great. Like I said, Alicia Vikander was phenomenal as that that cyborg. She told that line perfectly. No. Conveying that human emotion, but also reminding you that hey, she's still, you know, a cyborg. Yeah. Um, Very much so. Also, props to Sonoya Mizuno who played Kyoko for a speechless part. Like, you know, the emotion yeah, that and she her conveyed. Her dancing is amazing. Yeah. We'll give and, her that. Yeah, hot body too. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, but I'll have to go more into on, on trivia. The visuals, the visual effects in this were fantastic, too. Um, well, I'll get to that in a minute. So um, with the plus one for tits, I'm giving it an 8 out of 10 chin bashes. <laughs> nice. So, um, I did, I don't know, I did remember this being better, but not that much better like it was it's still good it's still a great movie it's a must watch for anybody especially it's just kind of a shame that this came out what uh nine years ago 
Yeah. Like if something like this was released today, I bet you'd be getting a lot more fucking press. I mean, people need to go back and watch it because it, yes. it definitely holds up. Yes, definitely. You know? For sure. All right. Let's see what the critics had to say. IMDb gives it a 7.7 out of 10. A little closer in line with me. Rotten Tomatoes. As you can probably imagine, it is certified fresh on the tomato meter, 92%, with an audience score of 86%. So right along with what we think. So yeah. definitely, definitely worth the watch. And uh, as always, let's get some trivia here. Um, this is an Oscar-winning film, Gavin. Can you believe it? Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. It, uh, it won for visual effects, and that's uh, one of my first pieces of trivia here. This was a total underdog when it came to visual effects at the Oscars that year. Um, the visual effects budget for this movie was $15 million. Yep. Jesus. Uh, it won over these films that year, The Revenant, Mad Max, and Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Those films had budgets of $135 million, $150 million, and $200 million. A fifteen million dollar budget Damn. beat them. Yeah, <laughs> so it's um, pretty impressive. Yep, the location of this house that they were at. I know you've probably been wondering that. It is, Where can I go live? <laughs> it's actually not a house. It is the Juvet Landscape Hotel in Norway. So it's a hotel. Oh, in Norway. Yeah. So my homeland. Of, yep. Uh, a lot of these shots were. Filmed over in the the mountains of Norway. Is that where that's where the Alps is, right? No, that's Swiss. Uh, yeah, Switzerland. Swiss Alps. Yeah, Swiss Alps. Duh. So yeah, the mountains of <laughs> the, the mountains of Norway. That's where this was filmed. Not necessarily takes place, but where it was filmed. Um, let's see here. Uh, the director Alex Garland. He's described the future that's presented in this film as ten minutes from now. <laughs> It's basically, yeah. he says, he says, and I quote, if somebody like Google or Apple announced tomorrow that they had made Ava, we would all be surprised, but we wouldn't be that surprised. Exactly. Which is true. And he said that, you know, a long time ago. So, and then just, yeah, one other thing, there were a lot of uh, references to shit in this movie. And one of the things that kept getting referenced, if you're you know, well-versed in shit, was uh, Oppenheimer, uh, Nathan's character quoted Oppenheimer a lot when as you were yeah. saying, he you know he's created something that's going to lead to the destruction of mankind, which is exactly what Robert Oppenheimer thought. So, <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, that'll become death, destroyer worlds. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there's not other, not too much other trivia on here. Just all about the the references that are in in this. So yeah, I, I will leave that up to you as the viewers to go find them if you're really interested but first go check out this movie and also go check us out on social media give give me the thumbs up <laughs> for that killer segue <laughs> you can find us on instagram at at mfab podcast find us on tiktok at mfab underscore pod search us up on facebook movies from a to b or mfab podcast and also shoot us an email mfab podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you your recommendations what you think of our show if you'd love to be on a show pitch us something talk to us interact with us we'd love to hear from you and while you're looking at that little app yours that you're listening to this on why don't you uh hit that uh five star review button eh 
give us that little bump up, you know, kind of uh, let us know that we're doing a good job and we're making you happy because that's what we love doing. It's all for you, folks. It's literally all for you. I get no joy out of this. This eats up so much of my time and really? I'm just so happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Shut the fuck up, Aaron. <laughs> But it's for you folks so uh yeah give us that five-star review it really pushes us up the charts let's uh you know people know we're out there and we appreciate it so yeah and speaking of people that are out there i just want to give a shout out to uh if he happens to listen to this episode one of my coworkers, uh his name's david uh, we had a good discussion on movies the other day at work so david if you're listening wes anderson still sucks so yeah, <laughs> you got against Wes Anderson. Oh, I fucking can't stand his that shit. I I, I fucking I, I get it. Uh, I get it. He has a style, and people like that style. People are more than welcome to like that style. Me personally, I can't fucking stand it. Oh Cannot my god! Guess stand who? It. Guess who's picking nothing but Wes Anderson yep. films for the next? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it'd be coming. I'm I'm not opposed to watching one because I'd love to fucking trash on it, tear it apart. I've never really sat down and watched his movies. I just I really? saw one. I saw one a long time ago. Hated it. Never want to revisit because Which they one? all uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Okay, I've never, actually never seen that one. Yeah, you to see Gwyneth Paltrow's saggy tits and massive bush in that movie. So. You can smell <laughs> that bush if you go to goop.com. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like I told I told my coworker David like the one that I would be willing to watch like right off the bat is the Grand Budapest Hotel. That actually looks fairly decent but all his other okay. shit it all looks exactly the same i hate that style i've been sending you those tiktoks where people have been like if wes anderson did star wars and i've told you fucking no nobody please don't do this don't ruin those movies it would be hilarious <laughs> no no i know i like the colors yeah like i said he's I'm, got, I'm just a big child <laughs> yeah he's got a style people are more than welcome to appreciate and like that style i just don't well, yeah. Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou coming right up. That's yeah, that's the one David pitched to me. He said, "Yeah, that's the one I love. You should go watch that." So it's a good flick. Maybe, maybe yeah. we shall see. That might be on an upcoming episode. As for this episode, I think it's done. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you're uh, enjoying the show. Uh, but we're gonna get out of here. My name's Aaron, and I'm Gavin, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Peace. Boom. Next time on the MFAB Podcast, we cover our tits and lipstick. So until then, that's a wrap. Cut! <laughs>